Welcome to Girl Get a Real Job podcast by Women of the Week, where we talk about being an artist and a creative entrepreneur and a freelancer today. Most importantly, this is a space where we talk about money and the worth of our creative work with my incredible guests. I'm your host, Sara, and I am here today with Natalia Musa, who's also known as DJ Afro Musa. Natalia is an artist, activist, and founder of the Organic Afro Community, helping Black people embrace their natural hair and natural selves. Today, we are going to dive into some beliefs about creative work and mindset around money. I am super excited about today's session and to have you here today, Natalia. How are you doing today? Please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them <laughs> what are you doing today? How are you, first of all? Well, thanks for having me, first of all. It's always great to uh, collaborate with Women of the Week and, of course, yourself, Sarah. I'm really well, thank you. The sun has come out and I'm so ready to soak up some more vitamin D in London. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I am Natalia. I'm Natalia Musa and I am a DJ and artist and activist. I'm also a founder of the Organic Afro Community and I really want to help Black people embrace their natural hair and embrace their natural self. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm up to. <laughs> great, great, great. Well, like I said, I'm super excited. And I think, you know, um, as you also said, we've known each other for quite many years now, thanks to our creative community in Hackney Wick. However, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever talked about money before. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so yeah, I'm quite curious to um, hear from you um, <clears throat> in this kind of safe space um, uh, about your own journey and relationship with money and perhaps how it has developed over the years. Yeah, sure thing. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Just stage is yours. <laughs> okay, so basically as as you introduced me before um i am a dj and an artist uh i started off um in, you know singing um in theater dance all create all performing arts um i went to actually a performing arts high school uh in western australia and i've also dabbled in uh visual arts as well um I personally found it really difficult to put a value on art because I was always a, like a rebel against the capitalist system and I still am a rebel against the capitalist system. Um, but money is so, you know, intrinsic to that system and profit is um, really tied to that, which just gave me a really negative feeling around it. Um, but even before that, as a, you know, child of the apartheid I like to call it because um I was born into apartheid but also my parents held um you know the uh, indoctrination of the regime um and as a colored person a person of color in um in that time we were assigned to specific jobs um 
and we were not meant to be able to uh, move outside of those jobs. So when I started to express that I wanted to be an artist to my parents, the first thing was absolutely not. That's really hard. Um, find a job, find a stable job, get a stable job first. And if you want to, after you've made some money, then you can, um, you know, do whatever you want. So first it started off, that was the first sort of like conversation um, about becoming, you know, a professional artist. Um, and I was, you know, I really saw, I really looked up to my parents and I took their words seriously um, because I knew that they had more experience than me and that they wanted what was best for me always. Um, and it really, for some reason, um, them saying that it was going to be really hard and uh, that I need to get a stable job and, and this kind of language and um, these kinds of sayings um, really, I don't know, they really stuck with me for a very long time. Um, and I've, I'm still working to shed those, uh, those phrases and that rhetoric um, and that voice in my head when it comes to me valuing my, uh, my creativity and my art um, monetarily so um yeah so I was told all of that the whole like struggling artist thing like you'll never make enough money you won't be able to pay your bills you'll starve you won't be able to pay your rent and that was really like that kind of that kind of conversation came into my head every time I wanted to like make the leap um from you know full-time education um I was a secondary teacher um and I was I was trained as a secondary teacher um and and I came out to the UK um, to do that, but also with primarily with being a creative and being a musician in mind. Um, and step by step, I had to, you know, prove to myself that I was ready to make the leap and that I was ready to uh, be paid for something that I that came to me very naturally. Um, but I still had to work very hard at it. It's all the all the stuff that comes, you know, around being an artist. Not not the perhaps not the art and the the uh, action of creating itself, um, but everything that comes around it and and the uh, you know organizational skills that you need to have and um, the communications that you need to perform constantly, the networking, all of that stuff. Um, I had to sort of convince myself that I was ready and that I was going to do it um, because I knew that that was what would lead me to um, making a career out of what I love doing. Um, so fast forward, I was completely disillusioned with the education system and knew that I couldn't be in that space anymore. And I needed to, you know, uh, share my message through art. Um, and I transitioned into being a full-time, um, DJ mm. and, um, Quite a leap. Yeah, it was a real, it was a really big leap because it went from, you know, I sort of, even though I, I was, um, I went down to like four days and then three days at, at uh, you know, teaching in schools while I was performing, um, you know, while I was actually doing that, I was still performing on the weekends and um, networking and, and doing all that background work as well, um, actually stepping away from that uh kind of guaranteed money train 
mm. was terrifying. <laughs> it was really scary. And there was so much self doubt in that, but I kind of just, um, I've been, uh, in some things I'm really quite, um, I'm really quite, uh, how do I say? Um, determined. Determined, but also uh, pragmatic and strategic mm-hmm. and right. um, yeah. and yeah. disciplined. So I kind of drew, like I kind of evoked the 17-year-old self that I had, 16, 17-year-old self who um basically made a timetable for myself to study um, and be able to get the grades that I wanted to get without without doing any extra work that I knew, you know, anything, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to achieve. I knew the bell curve. I, you know, predicted what they would apply to my grades. And so I, I remembered that I did this when I was 17. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this now, but I'm going to do this for my art and I just sat down and worked out how much does it cost for me to live in London? How much, you know, how much are my bills? Um, what it, what's the um, insurance that I have to pay on my equipment? Um, all of these prices, uh, all of these costs, sorry. I added up all of these costs mm-hmm. and then figured out, you know, how much holiday do I want to be able to take a year, um, how much sick leave do I need to, um, you know, plan for in the case of, you know, that I'm sick, um, how much, uh, how much, um, how much tax am I going to be, you know, having to pay? So I like, I actually made a whole spreadsheet of this where did you learn that from i think that isn't if i can just pause there for a second i think that is incredibly um like practical tip again something that i was not taught i have then implemented that in my um life later on but where did you learn that from or was that already something that you were doing like to just to see like okay what is what are the basics that i need and this is how much i need to earn as as a dj where did you learn that from well, I sort of um, figured it out when I was moving. When I was moving overseas, um, I had to sort of budget everything, um, and I just took that kind of yeah, that pragmatic um, mm. and efficient sort of application of how I calculated that and just added it to you know I just uh, applied it to my arts. Um, to my art and uh, my, you know, what I needed to be able to justify towards my, to myself um, to ask, you know, it was my justification of being able to ask for money um, in exchange, you know, for, for performing. Um, so for, it wasn't really, for me, I needed to be able to feel comfortable with asking for an amount because that's the bit that freaked me out. Like it was, it's still like, it made me feel uncomfortable replying to an email or having a discussion on the phone and being like, okay, so my rate is X, Y, Z. Um, and although that person obviously doesn't need to know the backstory to the justification of why this is the price for me, I needed to be comfortable to tell them this is how much I charge 
like this is how much I charge. If you want to have this and this and this on top of that, then I will have to, you know, I'll have to recalibrate and I will get back to you um, with a quote um, to see how that works. So, so it was actually, it was actually born out of me needing to feel comfortable. Mm. And that was how I convinced myself mm. um, that I should be comfortable for asking for what I wanted um, and what I should be paid. So yeah, it was, it, it was more about me trying to, trying to get comfortable. Um, and it worked because I knew exactly why I did, why I should be getting that. And that it's all of these things that actually are built into the service that people don't see. It's the, um, you know, it's purchasing new music all the time. It's having to, um, have a decent computer. It's have, you know, all of the, the setup that you, you require that's outside of the, you know, six hours that you uh, are there doing or creating, um, we often like calculate ourselves on an hourly rate based on how long it takes for us to create something. But there's actually way more that is that is a part of the creative process, but we just don't see it as that because we are creative. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our work is what is... Um, what is the, what is whatever is the, the product is that is able to be experienced, but we're only putting value on that and not all of the activities that go around that, mm. um, which I think is something that, you know, all creatives need to be taught from the beginning that it's not just you um, creating something, creating that thing that is to be experienced, but it's also what it, what it takes to make that happen around it. Um, so that, yeah, that's one thing that really helped me. And, and even more on top of that, it's like, um, if you are setting goals for yourself, which I know, like, it sounds so cheesy and cliche, like what goals you want. But when I figured out, okay, I need, I need this to survive. Like I need this amount of money to survive. And what, um, what more do I need to actually live a fruitful life? Because I'm not here to be a struggling artist. Like, I think we need to just like shed the um, glory that's attached to that. And for a very long time, because it takes often a very long time to reach the point where you are able to um, value yourself enough to put you know, the amount that you want on an invoice, um, I feel like people kind of revel in that, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a struggling artist. Like, and it's a joke and it is a joke between artists as well. Like, you know, you know, I don't have enough money. I'm a struggling artist. Like, but that is sort of what we are surrounding ourselves with constantly. And we're constantly saying, oh, yeah, I'm struggling and sort of becoming comfortable with the fact that we're struggling, which, okay, yeah, we are struggling, especially right now. Mm. Being, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I think mm. obviously it's not easy and that we have to accept and acknowledge that it is not easy, but I'm not going to be accepting this for my whole life. Right. I have goals that I want to achieve and I have a vision of what I want to create with the 
the energy and time that I get to be here in this experience. So what do I need? How much do I need to take the steps to um, empower me to be able to achieve my broader vision, which is beyond just whatever I can create now. Mm. Um, So it's like that also helps me to shift from this is what I need to survive um, and, and into like thrive mode. So like, what is, what is your, what is your, your thrive um, amount? Like how much will you be able, how much do you need to be able to survive and then some more and then um, build whatever else you want to build beyond just your, just your art. And I don't mean just your art as in like belittling anyone that mm-hmm. wants to just solidly focus on their art. That's fine. Um, but personally, for me to be able to um, decide how much money I want to make, I need to figure out what what's my next step. So, uh, for example, um, I am... I'm a founder, I'm the founder of a um, community on Facebook that I want to, I am in the process of expanding and um, making, you know, uh, information based around Afro hair care um, so that black people will be able to become empowered and step into their natural selves, their natural hair, embracing their natural selves and their natural hair. It's like this process that's really entangled. Mm. Um, so that's one of, that's another part of my vision. Yeah. And obviously my creative work and any other work that I do needs to be able to somehow filter into that because that's a broader vision. I want to help to empower the black community. So what there's, there's no sort of, um, there's no point in me playing small and being like, this is okay. I only need enough to. Or putting myself in a very tight box. Yeah. Like I think that is another thing that um, as uh, like artists are often seen um, just as artists, which is, you know, we are multifaceted human beings. Like you said, you know, we change our hats all the time. We Mm -hmm. do the financing, the accounting, we do the marketing, we do, um, you know, as like, you know, you identify as an activist as most of us probably, you know, have some type of social causes that we feel passionate about. Um, We are thinkers, we are academics, you know, there is no just one type of artist. And I think it again ties up to everything what you so brilliantly just said is like you know it's, it's also of embracing this mindset like I like this is also part of what I do like I am operating in this realm of society and um maybe we can like soon move over there as well but um like you said you know there are like capitalism is a root of many evils like including gentrifications and wars and etc however i mean this may sound a bit woo-woo-y or you know this kind of spiritualish in speak however i <laughs> i'm gonna claim it <laughs> abundance exists mm. in nature and in the world and beyond of 
um, and perhaps even above um, and well within, especially in our society. I mean, look at nature. I think, you know, whenever we, you know, if I question of something and, you know, this idea of competition as well. Okay, I'm moving, you know, jumping from one topic to another very easily. <laughs> but honestly, I do feel like there is when we look at abundance, I wrote something down yesterday, no matter what economic system and reality we live in, abundance is possible. And um, yeah, I think there is something in there. Yeah, and it is. It, that's exactly exactly right. Um, I think a lot of artists don't give, like, we just don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve for holding all of these hats and juggling all of this stuff just to be able to be who we are in this society that doesn't value art. Like, really, like that's what it comes down to it's the fact that we are not valued um on so many levels from individuals um as individuals people aren't really valued individually um for a start in the capitalistic system um and then on top of that we do these amazing things that we use uh as tools to express ourselves and express our existence. And that is also not valued. So we are then at the end of the day, not valuing our own selves and what we are capable of, because we've been told, uh, you'll never get anywhere with that. That's so unnecessary. This isn't, um, what is, this is a non-essential job. Um, these, you know, we're, we're literally, we've been put into this box that says you can go to the back mm. and you're not deserving because you don't produce enough, um, sus- you don't produce enough uh, of what makes society and the upper echelons of the social hierarchy rich so you can be forgotten about and just pretend that you don't even do those things or you're not even that talented because at the end of the day you don't matter because you don't make some other person super rich which is not even true i mean if yeah This is the narrative that we're told and it's totally not true. Yeah, like uh, the creative industry contributes to the UK economy over 100 billion each year alone. Yet, I've repeated this before, but yet um, average artist salary is around 16K. Like there is some kind of a gap, (laughs) to my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Pay gap too. You know, I even saw um, it's one of those posts about, you know, uh, essential workers. And it was in, I don't know, one of the one of the newspapers. I don't know which one it was, Um, but it was literally an infographic that listed 10 jobs. Five were were labeled essential. The other five were labeled non-essential. And obviously artists came into that consultants came into that um i can't remember all of the other you know other people who were like listed as non-essential but then when you when you look at it it's an infographic that has been designed by someone mm. that has been like there's little they had little characters and stuff it was very attractive 
looking mm. piece of information, but some artists had to make that. And then someone in right. marketing had to add in the, um, you know, add in some creatively written copy True. Very to true. get that message out there. And imagine a pandemic without culture. Imagine pandemic without Netflix, the music, the books that we re read and written probably as well. <laughs> yeah. This and this is exactly the thing. What what I what I was hoping, um, and actually I've seen uh, in my work with uh, Hatch um, Hatch Ideas, um, we've actually seen that there are more studies being uh, made around the value of art um, during the pandemic, which I think is going to be really useful uh, for the for creatives um, to be able to tap into those studies and show how much worth we have, you know, how much value, sorry, how much value we have contributed to society in the in times of crisis and beyond um, because a lot of people wouldn't have known what to do with themselves at all um, if it hadn't been for Netflix and, and music and, and podcasts and um, Audible and all of these, you know, and books, obviously, and magazines, like all of these things um, that have been, who that we've been told are, are not essential, are non-essential to living, and yet we've been holding together people's mental health mm. when there's been no consideration, really, not much consideration for people's mental health during a time of physical health crisis, and yet we're the ones doing that work when the government hasn't stepped in to take care of people's mental health. We're the ones doing that work. We're the ones healing and soothing people from what they're, you know, from what they're experiencing and also the absolute disappointment that we've been experiencing continuously throughout this crisis from the government. And then the government also doesn't want to support the artists that actually um, have been left with not, you know, not enough work because obviously uh, things have been really difficult um, in the economy mm -hmm. and it's been a scramble to get, you know, funding and get um, and get work and the government hasn't even, you know, really thought about how to help us yeah. to continue to create when we're the ones doing the work they have neglected. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really, it's really difficult to see that, but it actually that comes up, that brings up another point. And, and that is the fact that there's funding. Right. <laughs> like I had no idea there was funding until I was like 27. But that there are brands <laughs> that you can yeah. for as an artist. I had no idea. Like no one had ever, you know, my parents never knew that. Like I didn't know any people who were creatives to tell me that and then when I obviously when I moved to Hackney Wick um and you know we would all 
have discussion and people would talk about, oh yeah, I'm applying for this funding. I'm, I'm applying for this grant. And like, you know, I have, you know, can't come out today. I'm, I'm like, I have like this deadline to get my, my funding proposal in and all this stuff. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> I guess that's also the power of, of creative communities because we learn from one another and oh yeah the most sharing yeah. like seriously like it, when it comes to competition like it, that's the most amazing thing um is that in well in this community that we're so lucky to be a part of everyone's like oh I saw this like here maybe maybe this will work for you even if they're applying for it it's like we all just want to see each other win <laughs> I agree with you and I must say that that was I think for the fun of the first times that I felt that as a creative that there was no competition but there was like genuine like like this kind of yeah sense of community that wants to uplift one another and I don't know whether it's me being Finnish but I feel like in in my culture especially like there is a um kind of this lack mentality where we see lack of opportunities or it's quite territorial if you are in my and I feel like I've very much carried those systems and beliefs within myself or perhaps they come from my family and you know nothing to do with Finland but but I felt like that was very different mindset in Hackney Week really glad that you mentioned that yeah yeah um Are there some, I mean, we've talked about a lot, but are there some other um, kind of like practical tools or perhaps resources that you've mm-hmm. used that have helped you with your own journey and where are you today? Yeah, actually, um, there have, I've I've tried to, you know, find um, some like books about how to like clear and like, you know, um, re- reinvent your value system um so I've worked on like a lot of mindset stuff so there's like um a free resource like uh I'll try to send you the link um to include uh in this podcast but there's like there are resources out there that you can find people who actually do this work that their work is to help you um get to the bottom of your kind of negative um beliefs in in money um and they can help you and give you uh activities to help um kind of heal from that and choose what story you want choose what narrative you want um in terms of the uh in terms of your money story that's been really helpful um to me um Also, I I mentioned before, Hatch Ideas um, yeah. is a really great platform that you can um, follow and, and get newsletters from, especially if you're a creative, um, because they're always um, sending out like newsletters with opportunities in them. Um, and once you start, you know, digging, um, you'll find that there's actually, a, you know, there are a lot of um There are a lot of organizations that are trying their best to keep creativity and cultural um, events and art and um, just culture and art in general mm. running um, through the coronavirus pandemic and and beyond. Um, so there are funds out there. I mean, I have personally seen quite a few funds in all different 
on a whole different, um, you know, ranges of disciplines. Um, and then I would probably ask someone who, you know, or try to find out if you can find someone who can help you with the application process. Um, there are a few groups, um, on Facebook, for example, um, that are UK based, um, or Europe based that, um, have lots of people in there who are, you know, wanting to help, um, uh, there and yeah, so it's basically like first try to figure out if you have issues around money. Um, cause I know I definitely did have issues around money. Um, and I acknowledged that I realized that, okay, this is weird. Like not everyone is, you know, not everyone has the, these, uh, values attached to money, like in the way that I did and had like behavioral patterns around money um the way that I did and then I decided to like work on that um but yeah like let's just quickly ask um mm -hmm. like did it come from a place of like I've had enough like was there like a point or a moment where you were like that pushed you to look at um look for these uh, resources or new type of information and work on yourself yeah um I got to the point where I was just like, how come, like, why am I asking for X amount when I know there are other people out there who I'm just as good as right. that are able to get more? And it wasn't about like, you know, they, that's what they were asking for. That's not, you know, mm. that's my responsibility. Like I can't, I have to take responsibility for how much I'm getting paid, especially, and this is the power of being self-employed right. and being a freelancer is that you can call the shots for yourself and you can create, you know, being a freelancer can be very empowering or it can be very uh, desperate and despairing if you don't decide what your value is and what your worth is. And I think obviously being, being a woman as well, con you know, makes that really difficult because we often question ourselves um, and, and our worth constantly from, you know, the way we look and how good we are at things. Um, it, that's like even, you know, that's a really heavy burden to bear. And that comes from, you know, many, many centuries of patriarchy. Um, but at the end of the day, regardless of whether that system, you know, is trying to oppress me or not, it's my decision whether I accept that narrative or not. So it just came to a point where, I, you know, I was doing really well with getting, you know, getting loads of gigs. Um, and But I was just like, how could, like, I'm working so freaking hard. Why is it that I can, you know, that I'm still, you know, I'm still getting this, like, I'm not even getting enough money to, um, I don't know, like pay my rent and pay my bills. Mm -hmm. Uh, why mm -hmm. when I'm working so hard, like I, I was like, I'm, I'm literally doing, mm -hmm. there's nothing that I'm not doing to help me in my career. And the, what I wasn't doing, I wasn't valuing myself enough Right. And that's when I had to really sit down and re and, and sit down and be like, okay, yeah, this is how much I, this is how much I need to just survive in this city doing what I do, but also I deserve to 
not have to worry about whether I can pay my phone bill at the end of the at the end of the month. Um, and then yeah, and then when you, obviously some people fall away because they they don't see you at a higher value, and that's okay. That's their problem. But you need to be really comfortable and be able to acknowledge your own value um, to get what you want. And, you know, money is just energy that we get, you know, uh, we get an exchange for our energy and we can use this, uh, this source to do other things um, that our energy has earned for us. So it's like, I'm trying to not attach it to, you know, these, um, these sayings like money is the root of all evil and like uh, only, um, you know, rich people are evil or all this stuff. It's like not every rich person is evil. Um, we have a lot of rich people <laughs> who can be, you know, put into each of us as well. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's um, radical. I mean, I'm just listening to you and feeling like that is so, it's refreshing, but it is also radical to hear that. Um, really? Is, especially from um, from a creative person. I think it is. I have attended to a lot of different types of um, business courses, modules, you know, cryptocurrency workshops, whatever, mm-hmm. women in tech, money mentality workshop, what, you know, you name it. And I'm often the only um, creative or artist, at least, um, in these circles. But having here, having heard you just saying that, I'm like, for me, I don't know, it feels really powerful. Wow. Well, yeah, go ahead. I, I just have, I have to say that, like, we know, I mean, there are artists out there who don't really care about the system because obviously it doesn't serve us. That's why we don't care about the system because we know that it's not serving us or anyone else really. Um, it's serving a very small amount of people. However, we are in this system. We can't ignore that the system doesn't exist. We can wish it didn't, but for now, this is what we have to work with. And what we can do is use what we have to get what we want, which is freedom in, in my, like in my work and in everything I do, I want people to be able to be their freest, truest selves. And if I want people to get freedom, I need to be able to be a part of something that can help empower people. And how I can do that is by getting my energy exchanged for money that is going to be able to lift others up and move things forward because the government isn't going to make a system that's better for us, clearly. You know, that's been demonstrated over and over again. So it's time for us to take the reins and how we can do that is by making money in an ethical way. I'm not saying, you know, be ethical. You don't have to um, do things that aren't in alignment with what your what your values are. You don't have to do that at all. But if we can put our energy towards looking at the system and figuring out how we can make this work for ourselves and other people, then we will be able to, you know, move mountains and and actually um, plant the seed that's going to make even more change in the future because right now 
what we have isn't acceptable. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, happy with what we have. There are certain things that I am grateful for and I'm a lot freer than what my parents were even 25 years ago, which is really quite sad. Um, but we're still in a place where people are suffering. I don't want that to happen anymore. So I'm going to do what I can within this re- within the system that we have, within these resources to be able to make the change. So it's just like, I'm tired of complaining. I'm tired of being powerless. Now is the time. I'm, you know, I'm young. I have energy. I can, I'm talented. I, um, I have a vision of a better world that I get scoffed at a lot. Like whenever I have post anything about suggestions for what we could do instead of what we have now, people literally laugh and say, good luck with changing the world. Like I've literally had that from people in my industry, from people who I've worked with, they literally laugh at me and think that my head's in the clouds. But actually that is not the case my head and my heart are very much aligned and I know what I want for the future and I know that other people want the same thing. So I'm just doing what I can with the resources that I have around me to create the change that I know is possible, but obviously not within the government structure Mm. and the government systems. Mm. Mm. And knowledge is power. So is money. And to, to acknowledge our self-worth the worth of our creative work, I mean, is there anything more powerful than that? I think it's to plant those seeds and to then maybe dismantle the current systems, uh, reshift the current mindset, the way that we work, the way that we treat other people and the more money that we have, I believe, as artists as well, we can pay better for the people we work with, donate larger amounts of money. Yes, the causes that we truly care about. I see that as something that, well, it really excites me, the the thought of that to, like you said, um, to be ethical, to consume the things, the kind of, to buy the type of food or, you know, yeah, be as um, self-sustainable as possible. I don't see those things that they are excluding each other. Like, I think they can definitely exist. I think we could continue this conversation on and on. Yes, yes, I'm <laughs> realm of, uh, well, the reality and the society. There are also, uh, unfortunately, other um, requirements and, and and things that we need to do today. But where can we find you um, online, offline? How can we get more of Natalia? Well, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm, it's just Afromusa, so A-F-R-O-M-U-Z-A. Um, and you can find me on Facebook under the same um, uh, under the same name. And you can also join if you're interested in um, Black communities, empowerment, um, then follow and join the Organic Afro community on Facebook. Um, So you can just search that uh, on the Facebook um, interface and it'll bring it up. But, um, yeah, like we really, we're creative and we have a beautiful, brilliant way of looking at the world in ways that other people aren't able to. 
because we've been able to have access to this, you know, other way of thinking. And now it's the time to apply that beautiful gift to create something that will help ourselves and help people in the future. It's, it's really up to us. I think I'm going to finish it there. That's the perfect last notion. Um, unless if you do have something else you would desperately want to share with us. <laughs> um, actually, off the record, <laughs> I just wanted to do my introduction again. Can I? <laughs> um, just hold on for a second. I'm going to do, I'm going to cut this part out, but I'm just going to finish this. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm so glad that we had this time to connect with each other. And thank you so much for joining us at Girl Get a Real Job. Uh, thank you so much, Natalia. Thank you. And remember, art is a real job. <laughs> it's been so amazing to speak with you, as always, Sarah. And thank you so much for doing what you do and creating these platforms where creatives can speak to each other about real issues and try to find the tools that we can to um, solve those problems. That is, that is really amazing. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you. If you liked this episode, please review it or share it with a friend. You can find us on Instagram at girl get a real job. See you there.